Hello and welcome to the Classified Cheat Codes Podcast, your source for the newest news in gaming. I am one of your hosts, Josiah from Caterpillar Mom Plays. And I'm your other host, Hillhouse from the Big Love Club. And welcome back. And uh, I, what is it? Is it still September? I feel like uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just crazy. See, um, end of the month. Yeah. What's so funny is it's like we're two weeks into prepping for Halloween already. But <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I got so much stuff to do for Halloween. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. My costume, I'm doing a giveaway. It's nuts, man. Charity thing. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. I saw some disposable Halloween party plates yesterday, and I was thinking that, like, I wish they made those, like, in everyday wear. (laughs) So you could just just wash them. It's like... It's like a bunch of skulls around the edges and then a skull in the middle. I was like, if they just made that in like something dishwasher safe. <laughs> but anyway. I think we have some actually. Probably. Go, yeah. Look at the home hotspot. You'll find them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, welcome back. Uh, we are a yeah. gaming news podcast, but we mainly just talk about games that we've played. And things that we see in the news that we think is really entertaining or would pique someone's interest. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, we always talk about games that we've played since the last episode. And I kind of went to town uh, recently through Game Pass. A lot of the games I will be mentioning that I touched on are available in Game Pass. Uh, the first mm-hmm. one is not. The first one is Tools Up. I think I mentioned this last time. On the podcast. Yeah, you were starting it. Yeah, but I finished it, and it's a very short game. I do not think... Uh, word of advice, it's not a terrible game. If you like moving out or overcooked, it's very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do recommend if you purchase it, either wait for a sale or buy the season pass because the content that is in like the DLC is worth more than half of the game is. And the way it's priced out, you would have to pay for the game like twice if you didn't get it as a bundle. So uh, Uh. (laughs) that's just a little advice. If you're purchasing it, I I highly recommend it. If you like a game, like moving out, you don't have to be scared to think you don't like it. Um, I think there's also a preview version. So if you didn't want to pay, I think the whole thing is like $30. If you didn't want to pay that, um, then just do the preview and see if it's like super offensive to you or not. (laughs) But yeah, it was a pretty fun game. I thought it was a little short without the DLC, but um, I mean, it is what it is. Um, the next game that I played is actually probably. Um, I guess I'm gonna. I guess I'm gonna say these two for the end because I have more to say about them. I played just a little bit of Skatebird because I was actually kind. How of, was that? I was looking at that. It's so it's so dumb. <laughs> I thought it would be, but yeah, it looked corny, dumb. But it's it's cool. It's one of those games where I was saying as I was playing it that like I'm glad it's a Game Pass because there's really no way that. I would feel okay paying for it individually, but it's it's fun for what it is. Like I played it probably for like an hour of just going up uh, half pipes and grinding as a bird. It's just it's exactly any other 
skateboarding game, but you just happen to be a bird. And I think that's the problem with it. I think it needed a little bit more character, but I haven't played too much of it. Um, maybe it gets that as you go on in the game. Because so far, its main unique thing is that when you're exploring the uh, maps, you can find accessories or skins to have different birds and stuff like that. I was really impressed with the variety of birds. Uh, when you boot up the game without unlocking anything, um, you can choose your bird, and there are a lot of different birds with a lot of details that make you recognize the birds. So I think it's actually more of a game for like a bird a bird watcher, <laughs> but a, a uh, someone who's like really obsessed with bird species and stuff. Or, uh, ornithologist, yeah. That's the word? Okay. Uh, because yeah. it leans towards that detail way more than it leads towards the detail of skateboarding. Um, I played as a quail, but you could like trick him out. You can give him some gold chains. <laughs> and, Tricked out quail. Yeah. You can give him some gold chains <laughs> and a jacket and like like a driving hat and stuff, I think is what I used. But like, <laughs> it's it's just so funny. So like, I think the customization is the charm to the game like your character um yeah you are very small too like where you're going through you are a small bird and it's like kind of army men type style perspective where you're kind of running around a room Uh, as a small person um i got you so there's that too that makes it unique but i think as far as the skateboarding mechanics go my cat just grabbed my microphone i'm sorry about that oh you're good if it peaks there (laughs) the uh the weak part to me is that the skateboarding mechanics are very straightforward and if you if you compare it to other skateboarding games it comes up as not as good so it's like one of those things where if the main part of the game is skateboarding it's not yeah. even as smooth as other experiences with the same genre uh, then it feels so there's no way you would compare it to like a Tony Hawk or anything right like that. so it feels like it feels like that's going to be the main thing that kind of turns people off to the game is that if, yeah, I think it, it's almost like it's a skateboarding game for someone who's never played a skateboarding game because it's, it's fine as a game and it works fine. Yeah. And the thing is, it's, it's really hard to not compare it to uh, either the skate titles or the Tony Hawk titles. Uh, it feels more like the off-brand titles growing up on like the PS2. I remember there was like a Disney skateboarding game where you played as Disney yeah, yeah, characters. Yeah. Uh, it kind of there feel- was one like Skate Mania or something, and yeah, there's some weird ones. Yeah, it feels like something that was also focused more on the characters and the levels and the atmosphere and music than it was the actual skateboarding mechanics. It feels like one of those type of games, mm. but you have to. You have to remember that this is like an indie title, and I don't want to really bash them too hard because it's one of those things where I know a lot of people worked really hard on this game, and uh, it's still really original to the degree that the fact that you're playing as a bird that you can customize is in the game. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hate on it too much. Um, I think as a skateboarding game, it's mediocre, but as a idea for a game, it's great. <laughs> And as yeah, if you're obsessed with bird species or whatever the word is you used, <laughs> I think it's also pretty cool. Um, because it's, like it's orna- 
ornithologist. Ornithologist. You, there, I said it. You could do this. Um, I got you. But I'm so proud of you. <laughs> so there, I remember there was like, there's a lot of birds on there. Like there was a couple of owls and stuff. Like there's just so much. See, that's what I do, man. I'd rock me like a barn owl. Yeah. Kicking it on a Powell Peralta, you know? Yeah, there's some funny stuff going on in the game. Um, the people probably don't even it, remember what a Pal Peralta is. It's very easy to fall down in the game. I remember it's this. I was oh, falling yeah. down everywhere, but I don't know. I might pick it up again while it's in Game Pass. It's one of those things where it's just like it's one of those games that you would like boot up if you just like didn't care about what you were doing with your time. It's just kind of a time killer. It's really not a. Okay. It's not like a frustrating game either. It's just, it's like a chill game. And we've talked about chill games before with things like the flight simulators and the bird simulator mm-hmm. stuff. It kind of falls into yeah. that. Not just because there's birds in it, but I think it's a, I think it's a decent game to pop in if you just need to like relax and just laugh at okay. the uh, physics of it, you know? Okay. But yeah, uh, that was Skatebird. And uh, it was an all right game. It's in Game Pass. I think it was just added, so it should be in there. And it's cool when indie titles are launched in Game Pass because you know that those developers get a fat check from Microsoft. So that's really cool. I like to see that. Um, another game that I'm pretty sure is also an indie title that I played was I Am Fish. Uh, this one was uh, weird. Uh, you play as a fish in a fishbowl. And you roll the fishbowl around, so think Super Monkey Ball, kind of. But once again, it's I'm comparing it to a game that is very refined. <laughs> it is. It suffers from the same issue that, I guess, Skatebird does, where if you start comparing it to Super Monkey Ball, you think that the uh, controls and stuff are not up to par. But if you see it as its own game, it has a bunch of unique... Uh, fish elements and that you're once again small and the size of a fishbowl a lot of things don't make sense in the fact that your fishbowl has a lid on it so that it doesn't spill its water it's kind of weird um also your fishbowl <laughs> is like invincible you can drop it off of really high heights compared to like a normal glass bowl um uh, but so far i haven't played hardly any of it i've probably played less than 15 minutes of it. I was just checking it out and uh, I thought <laughs> I thought it was just not the game for me personally but um, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a game. <laughs> I'm so like, I'm ruthless <laughs> this week. Um, another game that I didn't enjoy, here we go, is uh, Signs of the Sojourner. This game I thought looked like a game for me with the art style. It was a yeah yeah I've seen this one too. Yeah. Have you seen the gameplay of it? It's a little bit. Okay, so I don't get it. Um, yeah, it's basically it's, it's an odd looking game to me. It just it's confusing, but I don't know. It's hard to explain. Go ahead. So it's it's weird as far as I can tell. Maybe I need to like look at more gameplay. I played like probably half an hour, but as far as I know. It's a conversation game where you go through dialogue with other characters and you have to pass the dialogue challenges. And if you mess mm-hmm. up too many times, you have to redo. Um, the way you pass dialogue challenges is not choosing dialogue, but choosing cards 
that have two values to them. So it's like dominoes. Yeah. It's super you're, you're, weird. You're, you, yeah, you have a deck of cards basically, and it the the deck is you. Right. It's your experiences and your relationships and all that stuff. Everything that's happened to you or is going to happen to you in your life is basically in the narration of this deck of cards. Right. And it's super weird because it starts off with you and I think your brother. And it acts like you started using this deck of cards to solve every conversation that you had. Yeah. And it feels very toxic. Once you are introducing a story like that, and it's just like, okay, that's weird. But um, then you go through the game and you have to pass other trials with other characters that are not family. So they're not using neutral uh, cards as much. And every time yeah. you, quote, beat a conversation, they give you a new card that you can replace a card in your deck with. And it's just, it's super weird. Like, I don't know. To me, well, you, it was you, boring. You, kinda, <laughs> you try to win against the NPCs or the other characters by by connecting with them through your cards. Right. And, by, by making your cards work for you in a way that, yeah, you know, you end up making a relationship with this person in a way. It's, it's, it is strange. It's, so, I don't know if I'm explaining it right. You though. are. Does it's it, just, does it make sense? Mm -hmm. So the conversations are like five cards per stage and yeah, it gives yeah, you yeah. the first card. And for the first half hour that I've played, maybe, maybe it gets more complex later. It's like, it's like Texas. No, it's like Texas Hold'em of meeting people. Yes. And they give you the first card. <laughs> you don't know what's going to happen. They give you the first card and then there's four more slots. And as long as you fill yes. the four slots correctly, and you're only filling two of them, so you play the first card, they play the second, you play the third, mm -hmm. they play the fourth. As long as you and fill what those, they play is dependent upon what you play. Right. That's the crazy part. So you can change the direction of this. You can change the die. It's just yeah. Right. So in the first half hour that I played, I played the exact same two cards every conversation and have passed everything. So I don't understand, <laughs> like what the game is because it seemed obvious. It seemed obvious how to yeah. pass them. It was like, okay, as the first one, just don't, don't disagree with what they say. Play this one. That's like, basically there's one, I think there's two choices early on in the game. Maybe it gets more complex, but in early on in the game, there's like knowledge, be like knowledgeable, do a response. That's like intelligent or do a response. Mm -hmm. That's understanding. So those are your two choices are being understanding or like, I guess, raising a question. And I would always start with being understanding and then raise a question and I would pass everything. And I don't know, maybe it gets more complex, but that's like super boring for me, especially since I yeah, wasn't that's very boring. I wasn't engaged in the dialogue. If I was like engaged in the story, that's one thing, but like I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't interested. So I don't want to hate on this game much either because I'm sure there's someone out there that's like, but you make really a, likes you make it. a good valid point though on it. You make a valid point on it where it, it it that's one of the things unfortunately that is lacking is it's not engaging in the story. You kind of hit the nail on the head. You know what I mean? It you you have to push it along, and those type of games are a lot more fun if you doesn't feel like you're pushing it 
along. Like it's flowing naturally, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, it it doesn't quite feel that way. The first, the first mission and that the first conversation, it introduces the idea that you can lose a conversation by getting too many of like the X's. And normally in a game, they show you how that happens. I'm pretty sure like it didn't happen. And it's really weird that it didn't like make a situation where you could lose the conversation to show you what happens so that you're not surprised maybe an hour and a half into the game. But it's just weird that I was passing everything. I don't think there was a difficulty yeah. setting when I started the game. It's just, I, I don't understand. Because at that point, if I wasn't engaged in the story and the gameplay was was letting me do the exact same thing every conversation and pass, then it wasn't engaging at all to me because... Yeah, there's no point in playing it. it I'm just wondering what in the world I was doing. So that's when I turned it off because I was just like, okay, well, that's a cool looking game, but I don't like get it. (laughs) But yeah, I'll I'll see if I boot it back up. Uh, Maybe if I can get further in the game, it'll it'll change... (laughs) Yeah, it's just it's it just might. so weird that it doesn't throw a curveball at you early on to just show you what curveballs look like. Instead, it's just like everyone's super passive, and if I'm being passive too, everyone's okay. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> um, the next game that I played, I guess I'm going to talk a little bit about Genesis Noir. Um, I've played this actually over the course of a month. It's a little bit of a longer game as far as the mm-hmm. indie games go. And I know it was like a Kickstarter or something too before it was put into Game Pass. It's a pretty cool game. I, I really do kind of like it. It's got really nice music. Um, it's got only two colors. It's made to look like basically... It, to me, it feels like jazz posters from like the uh, 30s and 20s or something, the art style. Um, you're solving a mystery in it, and there's no mm-hmm. uh, voice acting. So it's all through like visual cues. There's a lot of um, takes from like silent movies. I think that's really cool. Like a lot of things are told to you through um, facial emotions and stuff like that. I think it's a really well done game as far as like an acid trip goes. It doesn't say anything directly to you. Almost everything is a metaphor in the game. Um, uh, for the fact that you're solving a mystery and you're literally going through the like stardust that is coming off of the end of a bullet. <laughs> and that is the entire game is you're like investigating through the bullet and i i've read a little bit into it but i've honestly already forgotten what it is but i know it's using i know it's using so someone got like murdered at like the beginning of the game this isn't really a spoiler because it happens like immediately and it's the whole point of the game <laughs> and the gun shooting the bullet is taken into a metaphor of the big bang and then everything is about like 
the creation of the earth and stuff. And that's why it's called Genesis Noir. Um, yeah. So it's it's really trippy. There's some stuff where it's hard to understand what the metaphor is even a metaphor to. But I mean, if you take it for a grain of salt and just get wrapped up in the idea of it, it's a pretty cool game. And I think moment to moment, this game is pretty fun to pick up and solve the little puzzles. The puzzles aren't too hard. It's really about running around, collecting stuff, moving things. But um, occasionally, you're very confused on like what to even do. And it's one of those games where it's kind of surreal in the sense where if you can't find items to click on within the game, uh, you need to try to click on the background and like spin the whole earth that you're on. <laughs> it's one of those trippy <laughs> games where it's like, sometimes you have to think outside of the box and like, it's something like if you can't find where you're going, you need to like flip your shoes inside out so that you can suddenly walk up invisible stairs or something. That doesn't happen in the game, but that's something that I wouldn't be surprised to be in the game. Um, oh, wow. But it's just one of those games. It's it's really cool. I know that a lot of people like the music. In fact, I saw that this year, I think Spotify and Apple Music got an extended like soundtrack that has like music inspired by it. So I guess there's a pretty big uh, following to the music to get it inspired by soundtrack to a game that's already been out for a couple of years. But yeah, yeah. Um, it's pretty cool. I like it. Get the time to play it. Um, I think it's like a five hour completion. I've probably only put in like two hours. Um, I think I'm halfway through it or something. Um, by the achievements is the only way I know that. But uh, it's it's a pretty chill game. Like it's really linear. Um, there's really no way to get lost in its game because as long as you go right to left in the bullet stream, uh, it, it seems to be pretty straightforward. But um, it, it's interesting. It's just one of those games where you need the time to focus on it because if you're doing something else while playing this game, you'll have no clue what you're doing. It's one of those games where you need yeah. to like be enveloped by the world that it is. And um, yeah, I, I think it's a cool game. As far as the games that I've talked about so far, I think it's the best game that I've talked about so far. Um, let me see what else do I got. I'm sorry, and apologies in advance for half of our show being me talking about the games I've played. Um, I also played some of Katamari, I think it's Damacy Reroll. <laughs> I know this game is a Japanese game by Namco that I know is pretty popular on like the DS and stuff. Um, I'm having actually a lot of fun with it. Um, it's I had to uh, figure out how to like save the game because it doesn't have an auto save, which is really annoying. I got like seven levels in and then I had to redo. <laughs> but it has so if you do play this game, it's in Game Pass. Uh, if you do play this game, make sure you go to Data. Data is on the island, and then you have to save your game through there. Um, it's got a hub world where if you don't ever see the side that says data, you may never even be like uh, told that you need to save your game. But anyway, it's a crazy game where you've probably seen games that have stolen its uh, gameplay on iOS or Android games. It's just the idea that you start rolling a ball and it starts collecting things and the ball gets bigger and bigger and bigger and uh 
that's the whole game. And there's different challenges. Like you have to have a certain amount of a certain item in the ball and you're always on a timer. And um, there's actually a lot of skill to it. I don't think I'm that good at it because the way you roll the ball, you have to use both um, analog sticks and there's like tricks to like spinning it and turning on one foot and then also like revving it up. And I don't do that. I just literally try to just, I'm probably doing it like a grandma would do it. I'm just slowly rolling the ball around and uh, doing what is required. (laughs) And then when I'm done, they act like the ball is just adequate. And I feel like that's kind of the uh, performance that I gave was an adequate (laughs) performance. (laughs) So I'm not upset about that. There was one time where I had like to get a 50 centimeter uh, ball or something. And I like doubled it. And they said something like, it drove them to tears and that they were so proud of how large it was. And that, that made me feel good. Uh, but, <laughs> but it's a, it's a cool game. I, I definitely have had the most fun with it recently. It's of the games that I've played. It's, it's, it's the most arcadey slash just nonsense of a game that I've played. So it's pretty cool. Um, Next, I want to talk a little bit about uh, Fortnite's new season's XP issues. I have been playing Fortnite for like a week, and I'm already to level 56 or something, uh, which is crazy. It's it's really throttled, and there's a problem. So they changed how you do missions. Uh, you no longer have missions everywhere. You have missions only through certain characters, and... I like steamrolled through those in two days. And because I did it in two days, I got like immediately 20 something levels. And the problem is, is once you do that, there's really no easy way to get XP after that. So I feel like most of the people that were playing the new season of Fortnite probably got to level 26 to 50 very quickly and have probably hit a wall. (laughs) Because since then, I've only gotten about six levels and it's just slow as can be i'm just doing the dailies and it's just i don't know i think it's a flawed system i like the idea of being able to throttle the the uh battle pass if you want to because like you may not have all the time in the world to play every day i like the idea that you can like sit down one day for like six hours and just like get tons of xp i like that but if yeah. there's not the ability to do anything once you finish all that, then it's just kind of boring. So I don't know if they have a solution to this, but it is a flaw that I have seen a lot of people talking about how one weekend people are just not knowing what to do in the game. So um, that that's a huge issue for a battle pass that ends in December. I saw when the battle pass ends and I'm halfway to 100 and we have two more months of it. That's insane. But anyway, <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. Um, last two games that I played um, were interesting because they both had similar morals. And the first one is very surprising. The first one was called Super Liminal, and it was a puzzle game that was recently added to Game Pass. And I like it a lot. It's a 3D puzzle game. So it reminds me of things like uh, Cube and um, the Turning Test and Portal in that sense where it's a 3D world and you're creating 
you're moving 3D objects to solve puzzles and move further into the game. And for the most part, that's fine. And then the game, like, just gets super trippy at one point. And it has a moral, which is crazy. And I didn't expect a moral in a puzzle game. <laughs> and I'm trying to wrap my head around what the moral actually is. But I could feel that there was a moral. <laughs> I sound super dumb saying that. Like, I'm playing it and there's like narration. I'm like, there's something here, but I don't know what it is. But anyway, um, I think the moral is about like finding yourself. And being okay with who you are and stuff. I don't want to like misinterpret the game because I am playing through it again because I liked it so much. Um, but the thing that was weird was the game that I played right after it was called the artful escape and it has the exact same moral. It's also about um, being real with yourself and understanding who you are and understanding um what's fake about your identity or what actually is a lie that you tell yourself stuff like that is what the artful escape is about. And so let me talk a little bit about the artful escape. So moving on from super, from super liminal, I, there's not much to spoil about the game because it's a puzzle game, but I do highly recommend checking it out. It's it's main mechanic is perspective. And if you haven't seen gameplay of it, you basically, it, it just totally F's with, um, with physics. So if you pick up an item and then look with the item at the opposite side of the room, it makes the item super large because um, it changes the size of objects by the perception of how large the object is to the background. So you can control the sizes of things by the place you're looking at in the background, which is insane. Um, it actually can be early on pretty... Uh, trippy and you may need to like uh, get used to it first before it quits like freaking you out but um i think it's a pretty clever mechanic to a puzzle game it's really cool and i think it is worth the ending the ending of the game is crazy <laughs> so if you get the chance to play super liminal it is it is insane near the end so not too long of a game but anyway the Artful Escape is the last game I'm going to talk about. It had that similar message of being true to yourself and figuring out who you are and all that stuff. The Artful Escape is a game that I really want to say I really like. It has great voice acting. Um, it has great character design, great worlds, um, funny dialogue, good choices. So it's an adventure type game. And that's cool. And I like this type of game. And I was really excited to play it. And it also takes a lot of inspiration from music. And it takes a lot of inspiration specifically from, um, what do you call them? Sci-fi uh, rock operas, kind of. And um, it's, it's really cool in that sense. It, it is an amazing side-scrolling um, adventure game where you just make choices and go through the story and it has a lot of crazy music and it's super 80s and that's all fine and good except for the fact 
that the main part of the game where you're playing, where you're running through a world and you're doing the actions where you have to do like Simon Says type responses to other people playing music. And there's also a moment where you surf through areas with your guitar and stuff. Like this sounds crazy if you haven't seen it. It's super repetitive. The main part that is not story-based, the main part that is gameplay is extremely repetitive. And I don't understand why there isn't more variance to it. I swear that the music you're playing is exactly the same every level. And this is not a short game. So every time you go into a level, you have to like play your guitar straight through it. And then you have to like jump things and play your guitar to activate things. And that's all fine, but there's just not enough variance to what the music is or the gameplay. Because basically, hours and hours into this game, the main gameplay is jumping once, um, double jumping, uh, double jumping and gliding, um, and walking. (laughs) And there's a Simon Says type portion. And that's about it. And that's just, to me... It got super repetitive really quick. And I was I played probably yeah. the whole game in two days. And it just it really upset me because I like the game for everything else about it. It's a fun idea for a game and it's a fun way to present it. And everything about it's really cool. It's just I don't understand why the main gameplay it it's just it's so repetitive and boring. I just, it really upsets me. It's so repetitive and boring. The parts where you actually go through the worlds and play the guitar, which is like supposed to be the thing that like, it's like the driver to the story. The whole idea that you are a guitarist and like, it's the thing that makes you who you are. The dialogue is one thing. The idea that you play guitar is the thing that like puts it all together. So it like, it's important to the story, but it kills the game so much that I would almost rather play a game that didn't have those elements in it because it just takes you out of the experience so much because you're like just rolling your eyes when you start a section because you're like, here I go walking left to right and jumping sometimes while playing the exact same guitar lick over and over for another five (laughs) minutes. And I don't know, it's just like, did they not play the game when they were developing the game? Because I feel like if you demoed the game while you were playing it, while you were creating the game, you'd be like, this feels a lot like the last level where they did this. And then like you'd be like, well, this one also feels like that. It feels like an afterthought. It feels like they were rushing near the end and they didn't finish the main gameplay of the game. And the dialogue and story and stuff was like completely done by someone else. And now that may be true. Um, There may be a writer that was like on the next level, but then when it came down to game design, they didn't really have much as far as variance goes. That's the thing is it never got harder. The final like boss battle of the game where you do the Simon Says thing, I argue that it was easier than like level two. Level two had one that was like pretty crazy fast. And... um, all the way to the end, like the end wasn't even hard. Like the one before the end wasn't hard. It's just like maybe the game wasn't trying to be challenging, but like then don't be long winded about it. I don't know. 
because I feel like I'm the target audience for the game, and that's what's disturbing me about it. And it just bored me at certain parts. But like, I still like the game. I'm not upset about completing the game. It was still a cool game. It's just, yeah. Maybe I wasn't high enough to play it because the parts where you're playing guitar and running through these trippy neon worlds and there's like whales with cities on their backs like behind you and stuff. It's I could see how you could like be on an acid trip while playing this game, but without that, it feels super repetitive, especially if you're binging through the game. And I don't know. I just feel like I feel like there's a lot of shortcomings, but like it's crazy the cast they got on this. They got Mark Strong on it. They got um mm. <laughs> forget his name. He's from Arrested Development. The uh Carl Weathers is on it. And um it's just I don't know. Like there's a lot of good ideas with the game. But I feel like the main part of the game is inadequate. And it's not that it's it's not that it's a bad idea. I like the idea of what it's doing for the first level, but there should have been more variance every single time you did that section of the game. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. Like between stories, there's usually in a game like this, there's usually like something where it's like, okay, so you go through this forest and you're going to bounce on all these things. You need to collect, you know, 90 of these things. And then when you come back, we'll continue the story. Um, but usually when games do that, the second time they make you do that same mission, they are aware of the fact that you just did it. So they put some sort of variance in it. This game is like unaware of the fact that you've done it already. And it just keeps doing the same thing. <laughs> and it's, they change the background. That's fine. But like, that's it. They just change the area that you're in. So yeah, that's it. That's all I played this week, and sorry for being long-winded, but like... No, you're good, That's man. it. <laughs> uh, I only played um, a couple of things. I played a new one that just got released. Um, it's in early access. It got released on September 7th, um, and it is called uh, Vampires mm-hmm. the Masquerade Blood Hunt. And this comes from the... Um, uh, this comes from the... Uh, you know, the vampire, the masquerade universe. Um, and this is all with the world of darkness, basically. Um, it takes place in that world. Um, these, you have different types of vampires and they're all at war is what's happened. Um, and this, they, they all come out of that whole, uh, masquerade universe and you have clans. Now the clans have, uh, uh, unique classes and they have different powers and stuff like that. So what they've done with this game is they've turned it into a vampire battle Royale and it's actually kind of cool. Um, I went ahead and downloaded it. Some uh, trio was telling me about it and I went ahead and downloaded the game and uh, to give it a check. And uh, I was actually pleasantly surprised when I played it. Um, now, like I said at the beginning of it, there's there's a little bit of uh, they run you around and show you kind of what to do a little bit, but it, it's fairly easy to get into it. But the once you get into the character customizations, um, you have uh, basically three clans that give you certain powers and abilities that you're able to use in conjunction with your other vampire abilities. 
Um, the first one that I want to tell you about is called the Bruja. Um, this is one that I use. They're more of a tanky kind of a build. Uh, they are, they have uh, two different kind of archetypes, which are the, if I'm saying that right, um, which are the brute and the vandal. And basically, like I said, they're tanky. Um, they go right in and they, they want to be melee and, and do all that, um, in your face kind of combat. Uh, now the cool thing that they have, which is a special power for each clan is called the soaring leap. And these guys can do this superhuman jump. Well, the first thing that it reminded me of was like Diva and Winston in Overwatch. Um, it kind of felt like you could go after those people in that way and uh, get in and out of fights, kind of like Winston does. Um, it just feels really, uh, like I said, tanky and in a in a dive sense um, for these particular types. Now. That being said, all of your characters are able to move in the same way. You have a lot of vertical movement, um, climbing up walls, uh, going across rooftops, um, that kind of crazy ass shit. So the combat is just everywhere. It's not just on the street. And uh, yeah, so that super leap comes in ability uh, or it comes in handy when you're doing um, uh, combat and jumping in and out of fights or mm. jumping from rooftop to rooftop. So you have a lot of mobility with that. Um, the second one that I want to talk about is Nosferatu. And these are basically like the spy clan of the undead world. Um, they, uh, they kind of it, it kind of makes you feel like um uh it's it reminds me of uh what's his name I want to say Overwatch again um who's the one that we hate that has that uh blossom oh reaper reaper yes okay now this kind of reminded me of a cross between reaper and moira where um they have a power. Uh, they have the two archetypes, which are called saboteur and the prowler. Um, these guys are like I said, they're basically spies of the vampire world. And they have this thing that's called a uh, called vanish. And to me, it, it reminded me of. Of kind of how uh, Moira disappears and then how Reaper kind of moves around like a ghost in his wraith ability or whatever it. it I, I hate keep going back to Overwatch, but um, that's just kind of how it reminds me of as far as the gameplay. Uh, it's really kind of a tricky, cool little thing that they do, but that's what the uh, the the um, the clan power for the Nosferatu is is, is Vanish. It was actually kind of cool. Um, and even though I'm talking about these ones, I'm still very partial to the uh, Bruja. It was, you know, I'm just a tank kind of guy. Uh, the last one I want to tell you about is Toriador, and they have a projection dash, basically where they can put a uh, uh, a projection of their image ahead of them and then dash to it real quick. It reminds you of the uh, textbook vampire. You know, uh, what is that? Uh, God, what was that show, man? That movie that everybody went ape shit over with the vampires. Oh, uh, Twilight. Twilight. It kind of, yeah, it kind of <laughs> reminds you, it kind of reminds you of how they moved, you know, where it looked like their, their vampire was ahead of them uh, before they even got there. You know what I mean? Their image. So it, it kind of mm -hmm. reminds you of that. If you're a, if you're a classic uh, vampire kind of person and you, you love that kind of, that might be the character that you're into. So you have those three types that are, that are pretty cool to, uh, to play around with and, and whatnot. Um, 
like I said, the movement is actually pretty cool. One of the only things that I noticed that I didn't like about it was sometimes it looks, it feels like you're going at a diagonal direction when you're climbing in a vertical, uh, when you're trying to climb straight up and it just, it, it felt kind of odd. Uh, there were a lot of hackers in the game. Um, when I was in it, like I said, it is early access. So there were people that were absolutely smoking you left and right. It felt like, uh, when you were going into, uh, uh, cod before they got rid of a majority of the hackers it just it didn't feel it didn't feel fun as far as uh, that part of the pvp um, with the battle royale and that's really all it is is there's no um there's no questing in this part of the game it's just a battle royale so you know i i kept to more of yes i knew i was gonna die i tried to kill other vampires when i could i think i got one or two that i downed um, but I wasn't able to kill them off. Uh, there are soldiers that are in the city. You're in you're in Prague, by the way, and Prague is on lockdown uh, because of the, <laughs> the vampire war. Um, there are soldiers and police officers there. So if you go in the wrong place, they will try to kill you. Uh, you fire machine guns, you know, that you have, which is kind of odd. You're a vampire with guns. Uh, you have crossbows, swords, it, all sorts of cool stuff, along with these abilities. Uh, you do have one where you can sense prey, you can sense people using your um, your vampire ESP or whatever it is. Uh, so you can kind of get a, uh, a sonar map of the area that you're in if you're looking for blood. Now, you can go after uh, uh, civilians and you can feed on them uh, in order to uh, get your health back, stuff like that. And they do have some civilians, some NPCs with something called potent blood and some of these people give you different abilities. Um, I didn't really dig too deep into that because I don't know if I was using it right, but uh, it was still kind of cool to find those people. And it gives you a little bit of a buff uh, for certain things. Um, I want to say some of it gives you a buff as far as damage. Some of it gives you a buff as far as taking damage, doing damage, uh, whether you get some sort of a blood thing. It, it was just a little convoluted and I didn't get into it. I was more into moving around and playing it. I played for about two hours. Um, I am going to play it some more. I think it's a really cool and unique idea on battle royales. Um, there was one that came out not too long ago where it was just casters and I think it was oh, spell cast. That's what it was. And I played that one for a little bit. I thought that was kind of a cool idea as far as a, um, a battle Royale, but this one adds a little more to it because it gives you kind of a blade sense from the movies, uh, where you're, um, you know, you, you are a vampire, you're running around, you're doing your thing and you're using weapons also. I think that's kind of a cool aspect to it. Uh, some of the vampires look completely human. Uh, some of them do look like vampires, uh, and the little creepy crawlies that go up and down the walls in your nightmares. So, um, other than that, it's free to play. There's no monthly subscription. It looks really good for starting out. Uh, these guys, these developers are actually listening to their community. Um, you can see it in their discord and their, or I'm sorry, in their chats, um, uh, all the time where they're actually they're corresponding with these people they're putting out updates and they're telling you hey you know this is what we noticed because when i was in there um with trio and i noticed the hackers we did give some input on that i don't know if he did i did and uh we were able to um uh see them come out with some uh, information on steam saying hey you know we're working on this we're doing this we're implementing this as part of our anti-cheat etc so Really cool game. If you haven't got the chance, 
check it out. It's absolutely free. Download it. It's only on PC, but yeah, it's so worth it, man. It is so cool. Or wait, is it only on PC? I may have misspoke because I was thinking of the next thing I'm going to be talking about. Uh, yeah, I don't think Blood Hunt may not just be PC. Let me check. It doesn't say exactly. Uh, but if you can check it out, check it out. I, it I is check. a really cool. Yeah. yeah, it's a really cool, unique idea for a battle royale. And that's kind of why I jumped on it. I have been playing a lot about BRs lately, but um, yeah, this is a really cool thing. Uh, the only other thing that I want to talk about, cause that it really is the only other game that I played besides the uh, open beta for new world again. Um, and I'm telling you right now, there's a lot of people that are jumping on the new world bandwagon. Um, you know, we've talked before about Amazon and their failure to create good games and the, the struggles and the obstacles that they've been having um, with this kind of thing. And to jump into an MMORPG is it, that is a big, big thing to do. That is a huge step to take. Um, but like I said, at the beginning of it all, and I think this was maybe even a couple of years ago when we were talking about them doing this, if anybody has money, to throw at a game like this, the development, it's Amazon. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's it's paying off for these guys. When we did the uh when we did the alpha and then we did the uh closed beta, um, I was already impressed. But now with the open beta, this game is the tits. I'm telling you right now, this game is fucking awesome. Great, great, awesome sound. I mean, from mining to cutting wood to fishing to walking on different services or surfaces. It's just amazing. Um, the graphics just freaking out of this world. Um, awesome, awesome combat. Just fun, smooth, feels good combat. And no subscription fee, man. That's the thing. Uh, that's the wow killer in my eyes is there is no subscription fee on this game. Um, now, there there are some things that it does lack. They still have to work on their customer, uh, their character customization. Um, the quest stuff is just old. But with MMORPGs, it's kind of all the same cookie cutter thing when it comes to quests. So I don't know if that's really going to change much. Uh, one thing that I don't like is they don't have group quests. Um, that kind of sucks that's a that was a big thing in wow they need to try to fix that if they can and i'm sure that they're going to uh they only have six dungeons that are going to be doing at launch but six dungeons i mean that's that's still quite a bit um itemization of your gear they need to work on that i'm sure that somebody's going to throw out some mods and they'll be able to do some big game uh big uh bags and stuff like that and as far as uh separating stuff and sorting it It'll be easy to do. Use uh, one of the modders like Bagnon or something like that, and they're going to figure it out. And, you know, it's kind of got a small map. However, that being said, this game is still freaking awesome, guys. If you get the chance to play this game, please do so. Uh, it's $39.99 for the main game itself. And for the deluxe edition, it's only $49.99. So spend the extra 10 bucks and get yourself the deluxe edition. It is freaking cool the one thing that's drawing me into this game is the mechanics of the combat alone uh yes the visuals are beautiful i love fishing i will spend hours fishing on this game because the fish actually look like 
what they are supposed to look like. Even though this is an imagination, imaginatory world, uh, it's it's not you know. It's a turnum is what it's called. It's not earth or anything like that, but they still have salmon and bass and, and uh, pike and all those kind of fish. And they look like the freaking fish. The skins that they've done on this game are absolutely incredible. So I'm going to be spending a shit ton of time basically fishing and do, I'm going to use that in some way to make some sort of coin in this game. But the one thing that got me the most right now, guys, and the thing that they have absolutely, um, uh, uh, built on is the PVP combat in this game. It is so smooth and refined. And the biggest thing that I'm looking forward to is the faction wars that are going to be going on in this world, which are 50 V 50 battles, which are bit all out freaking fights, man. That's all it's going to be. Now you are able to, when you're in these battles, your faction or your clan, well, the clan is, you're able to start what's called a company, okay? You join this clan, and you you know, you know pick who you want to be. You want to be uh, either a marauder, or you want to be a... Uh, anyway, there's no guilds, guys. There's clans, and what you can do with this is you're, you're able to um, buy these territories as a clan. Um, you're able to buy these houses and whatever. And by doing that, you're in control of this territory. You're able to set up governors in these little towns and stuff like that, where they set up the taxes or the fees or any of that stuff that come out of normal things when you buy properties and set up businesses in these towns, etc. So what's cool about it is these warring clans can come after you and they can fight you to take over that territory. The cool thing about this PvP combat is that it's going to be happening around probably, I think they said four to five times uh, or two or three times a week or something like that, where there's going to be these all-out brawls and you're able to um, to fight these other groups. So the thing that's going to keep this PvP going is that you're going to look at this map as a company, as a guild, and you're going to say, you know what? I want to own the whole thing. And that's going to be the goal is how do we take over this whole freaking map or own most of the territories and these guys can't come after us. So uh, I think that's what's going to be the cool part about it. You're going to see yeah. some huge guilds and companies being built. Uh, you're going to see huge player bases of people just running around doing their own thing. I'm sorry I was a little unprepared as far as the uh, the the names of the, uh, the groups that you have, etc. Um, but... If I could say anything that's, I mean, I really can't say anything bad about this game so far. It's just that much fun. It's not, well, yes, I can actually, I'm going to be honest. The one bad thing that I think that I have about this game is the, the, the inability to quest with your friends. Uh, if I went out and I was playing, let's say with you and we had a trio on with us and we were playing, we're running around and it says, you guys got to go kill 10 zombies you know, for this quest. Well, that's for each individual person. So I may kill 10, but then I have to wait for you to kill your 10 and I have to wait for trio to kill his 10 and everybody completes it. And then you move on or, you know, cook X number of, you know, duck or lorange or whatever, you know, or cut down this many trees. Each individual person has to do it. So I think one of the things that they're going to be able to, um, absolutely approve, improve on, on this is, uh, 
you know, like if you go kill one and I kill one, that counts as two towards both of us. You know what I mean? I, I think that doing some combined quests would be a really good idea. Um, it's, <coughs> excuse me, it's going to help people to, uh, to uh, level up quicker. And it's going to, that, that kind of, um, uh, questing together is what MMORPGs are all about as far as I'm concerned. Um, you know, it's massively multiplayer online. Um, that's why they call it that. So not being able to quest with people, it just, uh, it, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, that being said, uh, one of the things that I thought was going to be a problem was in the questing itself that if you decided to go ahead and level up another weapon and uh, because that's where everything changes in this game. Um, you do not have to be a warrior. You do not have to be a uh, warlock. You do not have to be a healer. Uh, it all changes. Your abilities change with the type of weapon that you have. And you have, I believe it's 13 different weapons or is it 16 that you can level up. There are hundreds of hours in these weapons guys it's it there is no lack of gameplay and the beautiful part about it is yes when you're leveling up your weapons it's it's going to be the same rinse and repeat kind of questing stuff that's out there however with each weapon it feels fresh it feels new so that is one of the good things that they've done with this is they've figured out a way a formula that even though it's the same old same old questing you know uh, with uh, antiquated kind of stuff from WoW or RuneScape for that matter. Um, the thing that they do with it is they make it seem like it's new, even though you're fighting those same zombies or you're fighting those same, uh, you know, dwarfs or whatever it is. It feels different with each weapon that you have. So that's one of the things I think they've done right. They've done a lot of things right with this game. And uh, if you get the chance, $39.99 really is very inexpensive for what I think should be a $70 game. Easy, easy. The deluxe edition should have cost a hundred, but like I said, it's 50 bucks and uh, it's well worth it. This is absolutely a hundred dollar game in my eyes. If you get the chance, get it. If you have a PC, check it out. It's going to be worth it. Um, you can go and join our company and we'll buy a house together. It'll be great. <laughs> I get a little crazy when I'm talking about New World. I apologize. Oh, no, I, I love this game so much. I mean, I'm literally, you know, fanboying all over the place. I'm glad the camera's not on. It's just disgusting. <laughs> okay, cool. No, I'm excited about uh, that. Checking out that Blood Hunt game. I saw that as PS5 and Microsoft. I, th I think you'd Windows. like it. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. So the, it, it is uh, PS5 and Windows so it is, is what it is. It's not Xbox? Mm -mm, not yet. Wow. I, I think you'd enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. I would play that one again. Definitely. I had a I had a good time playing it. It's it's a little kooky to figure out, but there's not a lot of controls. Uh, there's not a lot of buttons. And once you get the flow of it and jumping around here to there, it's really, really cool. I think it's worth it. I, I think there's a lot they could do with it, too. And they're also trying to implement an anti-cheat to get rid of those hackers. So, again... And so is New World, by the way. I want to throw that out there. New World is really, really looking at that whole uh, 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 hacker and cheater, you know, 
controversy that's been going on since uh, the last Call of Duty came out. Because I think that's when it really started taking off with these hackers is when that last Call of Duty came out and people were acting nuts. Because I don't even think they were that bad in Fortnite before that, over the, as they have been over the last couple of years with uh, Warzone and um, the whatnot. So, yeah, these guys are actually taking that, uh, taking the um, the bull by the horns and going after the the hacker problem. Um, I know that New World has an easy anti-cheat that they've implemented into theirs. So when we download on Monday for gameplay on Tuesday, which is really cool, by the way, if you're a gaming company and you're listening to this right now, Amazon has it right. They're letting you pre-download before the game opens. That is what it's about, guys. That's what it's about. Do that shit. So anyway, uh, <laughs> that's what you get with that one. But <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> okay, cool. Then I guess we can just head on to uh, some quick news. I don't think we have too much more time in the show, but um, I, I don't think I'll talk too long about this stuff. Um. I don't have any news at all. So let me roll the music real quick. Oh, yeah, it's time for the news, bitch. So the first thing of news that I have is that I'm really excited. This is kind of old news now, uh, but they announced the Alan Wake remaster, um, which is going to be really cool. Um, I started to play Alan Wake on the 360 version, but I'm glad that I didn't finish that, I guess, now because <laughs> I definitely want to play the remaster because I heard that uh, Alan Wake is a game that involves a lot of lighting effects and oh, yeah. the fact that they're remastering it they're basically rumors that they're going to go really crazy on ray tracing so i'm pretty excited about that it's going to be the remaster is going to release on october 5th it's going to be on pc playstation and xbox the pc version is going to be through i believe the epic store and i don't know it's really cool to see this game get a remaster i remember we were talking about rumors of it about a year ago and yeah. it was either we were wondering if they were going to do a sequel or a remaster and now that the remaster has been announced a lot of people are thinking that they probably are still working on a sequel and that they will oh, yeah. see how the remaster does so uh excited about that be sure to check that out on october 5th um <laughs> this one's really embarrassing um the marvel avengers game uh announced about a week ago that they they put up a splash art of all the things that were going to be added to the game in the next like half of a year. And there was a section that said fall, winter, Spider-Man added. <laughs> and now if you are familiar with this game and you have a PlayStation, you may have bought the game because it had exclusive Spider-Man as a character for the PlayStation. But the game has been out more than a year and Spider-Man has not been added. Yeah. <laughs> and this is the first concrete, not even concrete. They're not even saying which season. It says fall, winter. So 
Yeah, uh, we we don't have a date on Spider Man being added, but we have a half of a year <laughs> where, where Spider Man will be added. But uh, crazy, it, it's the whole Marvel Avengers thing is such a crazy thing. Um, it it does concern me how they're going to handle, um, how they're going to handle the freaking Guardians of the Galaxy game. But uh, hopefully. They don't go the route of Marvel Avengers. Hopefully, there's none of this games as a service thing. <laughs> I don't know. It's just a tragedy. But anyway, um, I, I still remember when we first saw the first images come out for Marvel Avengers, and we were talking about it, and then what it turned into. But yeah, Spider Man yeah, is turned into a joke. Spider Man is eventually going to get added, I guess, but it's probably going to be super embarrassing. It's not going to save your game, guys. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I do want to mention this. They should have let Lego do it. <laughs> well, <laughs> the last two stories I have are super, super quick. Um, one of them is that Dying Light 2. You may have already heard this because this is also kind of old news. Yes. Uh, it did get bumped back to February. Um, a lot of people are thinking maybe it's because Halo announced that it was releasing... In December, maybe Dying Light doesn't want it released in the same month or around the same time as Halo. Um, so Dying Light 2 is being pushed back to February, but that's cool. Um, if we learned anything from Cyberpunk, we know that you don't want to release a buggy game in December just for Christmas sales. Um, so hopefully Dying Light 2 can pull it off. And The thing is, February is not like a date that I'm concerned about them releasing an unfinished game. So I think that that's probably a smart decision. I'm sure that they actually oh, yeah. thought it through. And um, I mean, I'm not hating on cyberpunk too much because cyberpunk was delaying all the time too, until suddenly they didn't. <laughs> so uh, cyberpunk yeah. was fighting the good fight up until the end, but um, eventually they just bit the bullet and released an unfinished game um, at some point. Dying Light 2 could be the same thing, but I, I'm i really hoping it's not. I really think that um, they waited until only about two to three months ago to even release the uh, December date. And for them to immediately delay, it means that there's something that they want to work out in the game or they are actually just trying to not release it near other large titles and just own February, you know. But uh, the last thing in news that I have is also a little bit of old news. It's that there was that big NVIDIA server leak. And I yep, just wanted yep. to point out why it happened and um, what it actually means. So if you're not familiar with this, um, a lot of people that are working remotely on video games are using NVIDIA servers through their streaming service um, to work. And apparently NVIDIA got hacked <laughs> and a lot of the um, <laughs> information that was stored on their servers was leaked and it had a plethora of video games from a lot of companies, a lot of games that people don't even know what are, a lot of games that have just been rumored, a lot of games that people know. And I think a lot of people are trying to calm people down because they're trying to say that just because there's a game with a name on that server doesn't mean yeah. that it's actually going to be made. That it's going to happen. Yeah. 
<laughs> it could be that they sent them a little thing to test right. through NVIDIA to see what it would be, what the benchmarks would be, that kind of thing. Right. So it could just be a benchmark test with that name and that it was then it was scrapped. Right. For example, so a lot of people cool your pants. A lot of Final Fantasy fans are going crazy because there's like, I don't know, probably like twenty titles in it. <laughs> and <laughs> there's stuff where people are like hoping that there's gonna be a Final Fantasy Tactics remaster. Um, there's also stuff about Final Fantasy Nine remaster in there. Um, oh, the wow. thing is, all they would have to do is get like an old version of the game, throw it in there, and just see if it runs well on the server. Yeah. And they could be just doing it to test a game out. And now the mm-hmm. fact that NVIDIA servers got leaked, everyone's thinking that it's a like a game that they're actually working on. And it could be literally like one guy's job over the weekend to see if a game yeah. needs a lot of work to be like ported to a new system, could, you know, but now, or it could be a bunch of fake names that they put right. up to protect the actual games that they're working yeah, on. Yeah, There is a bunch of fake names on it too. And a lot of them were names that people had already linked to other games. Like, I think there was one yeah. for uh state of decay three. I think I forget what its code name was, but there's stuff like that on there. So, um, lots of games leaked. So if you, run by any of that stuff just take it all with a grain of salt um companies will release information as they want to (laughs) but yeah that's the last piece of news that i have it wasn't much on the news end for me i was mostly just playing games i couldn't find anything that was worth talking about to be honest yeah and you know me i only want to talk about the gross stuff so yeah you couldn't find a story about um pubic hair yeah no that or um someone getting uh a lawsuit thrown at them or some uh, professional someone getting killed in a game and shit on <laughs> or something some <laughs> professional gamer some esport person that gets paid you know hundreds of thousands of dollars who uh did something fucked up <laughs> but yeah uh that's it then that's a wrap for our show uh thanks for listening um we'll be back with more next week and uh yeah yeah I just Check out some of these games. Like I, I thought a lot of the games that I talked about were really cool games. I, I really highly recommend Super Liminal. I hi- highly recommend um, that Katamari game. If you haven't played one of those games before, it's just ridiculous. I love Calamari. And uh, Genesis More is really good. I like that game. And uh, stay away from all the others, I guess. And the thing is, The Artful Escape is one of those games that I'm just like, I'm torn. Like I feel like people would like yeah. it. But I think you just need to be a little high. That's all. But um, <laughs> it's just Blood the Hunt, game is new world. the game. Yeah, Blood Hunt, New World. I think uh, those are all cool games. Go check them out. Let us know what you think. And uh, yeah, we'll catch y'all next week. <laughs>